Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Performing the Arts, uh, Season 5, Episode 4, I believe. Yeah, episode, either Episode 4 or 5. No, it's Episode 4. I kind of, I, I uh, more or less haven't done this show in a while because of uh, actual work. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. By the time I was doing production of the last episode and this episode, I actually had a job, which I don't want to talk about because I got fired from that job. So it's like, it's... Uh... Anyway, uh, so... Today, I'm actually speaking to one of my good friends, if not great friends in the performing arts community, Brendan Poirier. Uh, he, it, yeah, <laughs> it failed. <laughs> Probably because, yeah. Hi. Uh, <laughs> Brandon is an actor, a poet, and a model, which we'll touch upon that like much later. But yeah, I've known Brandon for like almost five years now. Uh, the first time we actually met each other were was for a production of a uh, for a I don't want to say it was a student ran production I mean a, a student production but it was a production for a play called uh, date uh, no uh, yeah dates and nuts or was a patty I forgot what which one was called it was essentially two names for the thing it was it was built as yes it was dates and nuts and um um caddy issues yeah but i'm not sure which one it was because it was kind of like build us both so it was like mm -hmm. tonight, it was like tonight you know see dates and nuts slash caddy issues and you kind of like which one was which so it's like i forgot which one it was but you were hilarious and entertaining in that play because you were it's like when i first met him i'm like how is this character gonna be trained? Like when you're doing a character in rehearsal, how is this character gonna, mm -hmm. you know, trans, you know, on stage when it's just like, oh, we're just kind of like in our rehearsal clothing, you know, it's like that we're not in our official like uh, costumes yet, you know, it's like yes, that sort of thing too. So, but yeah, known him for like five years almost now, and both of us have been like pretty good friends for the most part. And whenever I'm having like my, yes. uh, I want to say like mental health days or mental health times, you know, I reached mm -hmm. him a couple letters and he's just like, trying just like, um, not, not like breast calm down, but just like do what you gotta do. And, but yeah, known him for a couple of years, well, not a couple of years, like almost half a decade now, which is amazing considering. Uh, yeah, time is flying. Yeah, not only that, if you live in New York and you, if you've known someone more than five years in the in the performing arts uh, business, that's amazing all by itself because people do come and go in New York City. You know, yes, they do. So it's like you might know one, you might know someone for a year, and then suddenly they're like, next year they're practically gone. So it's like, oh, well, they went to. Well, that that's that's most of my friendships. I they're they're everywhere right now. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Rona. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, Brandon, how did uh, the, the easiest question I, I start with is how did you get into the performing arts? Oh, how? Like, um, I guess like anybody else, they were put into it in classes, you know, like elementary school plays or whatnot, those types of skits. Um, they did Shakespeare in fourth grade. So it was just, I guess it was implanted in me. <laughs> and it was a great, like, out, out outreach and an outlet and um it was just it was perfect so i guess i uh very young age elementary school and then i guess in high school it sort of blossomed more 
because I was on a show choir called Pipers. Um, mm. We were elite. We were everything. Um, <laughs> it's still there, actually. Oh, um, nice. Run by uh, Mr. Uh, Gregory Bennett. He's still there as well. Um, we would travel to Disney. We would perform there. We'd win awards. We would travel to, um, I think they traveled to Al Albany last year at Buffalo. Um, won an award there as well. They were, we were, we were, we were great. And um, I also joined a, a tech club called Gertech. So they were my first introduction into uh, stage crew work. So I joined that before I joined Pipers. Yeah. So it was a, it was a great like getting to know the backgrounds and the workings of how the theater, how the show was put on, as they say, you know, um, to see in the veins and the hard work of it. It was, it was great. So uh, I was in that club for about three, four years. And I still am actually, we have member cards, <laughs> which is so cute that they did that. Um, <laughs> and I was head of rails, which is the, um, the pulley system that, um, that, that moves the curtains in and out. Um, it takes up um, at, in and out of props, you know, those things, the wiring system. So that was, that was my job. It was great, took, a, took some skill, you know? So, um, and it was also passed down. So it was great to, um, have it passed down to me and I pass it down to someone else as well. Nice. Um, and then I joined Pipers. It was great. Uh, from your experiences working behind the scenes, especially, uh, did you know a lot about working behind the scenes uh, when you were like, just, like not at all? I mean, I mean, I've, I've read about it. I've, I've seen it in the, in how it's made, you know, those, all those, all those shows <laughs> I used to watch. Um, I've seen it in the Broadway documentaries or the Broadway um, YouTube channel, all of that. You see the behind the scenes, things like that. But um, actually doing it, it was great. It was mind blowing. I was like, wow. <laughs> yeah, I, I think if you wanna be an actor or at least work in theater or some sort of entertainment position, work behind the scenes, get to know people, mm -hmm. get to know like the fundamentals of the brass tacks and everything. It's like, I, I think I'm, I'm much better acting now than I was like say six years ago where it's because if I oh, had definitely huh I said oh definitely same here it's like if I hadn't gone through the re the resumes of what what it is working behind the scenes and we're seeing how uh, the gears are literally working behind the scenes especially as a, a, a part of tech crew where it's just like Hey, you gotta be a stagehand for uh, for the show, or you're gonna be doing lights, or you know, uh, mm -hmm. or like you just see. I think um, I think most actors should at some point work behind the scenes. Yeah, uh, I feel like you you I feel like you would appreciate it more because I appreciate um, the stage work and being on stage more, knowing the people behind the scenes, knowing how it works, knowing how big of a deal it is. You know, because when I was in high school. It was the because the actors on the stage they never they were never in our group they were in yeah. never in our Gertex we we were the nerds basically they were the popular yeah. people so they they thought we catered to them basically I'm like no this this is this is a family this this is a melting pot we we cater oh, yeah. to each other you know so it was just nice knowing um, knowing that there was a boundary knowing that um, we could I could break those things it was great. Yeah, a couple of years ago, my favorite spoke memories just uh, told me, he's like, oh, hey, you know, Brooklyn Collins is performing, uh, is uh, doing a production of the Lester Magoo, where I'm like, Ugh. and I'm just like, ah, the days of Lester Magoo, where I was working from like 12 hours a day inside of our uh, 
a, a big gym, not gymnasium, a big auditorium and then doing all this stuff and then making sure everything is just like, is on the level of just being performed right. And then, mm -hmm. I'm, and then just as you just mentioned, I'm just actually meant, I'm just actually remembering uh, like uh, the pre-show thing where it's just like, okay, is everything in position on stage? And then they brought like, mm -hmm. go to, uh, Go to Darisha, who was a, who was the uh, stage manager. See if she needs anything anything else because I would go I'll go up the go all the way upstairs to um, the the third floor. Well, technically speaking, the the Brooklyn College Performing Arts Center is like maybe two floors, but there is like a third floor of like that like booth. So technically, mm -hmm. there is like a third floor, but it isn't really like a official floor. It's just like the floor for like technical things, like you know, spotlight. Lights, all that oh, stuff. Oh, yes, yes. I know those very well. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they always and, put us in the back. back. <laughs> yeah. And I go to the, the booth. And I'm like, oh, man. It's like just to actually, uh, and, I'm, I'm, and I'm just remembering now, it's like just to be in that like booth for like a couple hours on end, just like calling the show, making sure everything is not only rolling correctly, but also like you have all these, uh, like every single you know, is sound ready? Is light ready? Is props? Yes, and they, and then they all have to synchronize with each other. You know? Yeah, because I remember actually. It's, it's a lie. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it's like I remember, I, as I always like to say, uh, I remember being in my uh, sound class in BMTC, and we had to do measure for measure. And the first day I had to do it, you know, I was like, I'm kind of like nervous. I was like, like, and. I remember the sound, not sound. I remember not only my sound partner, but like, just remember, just hit that big red button. And I'm like, okay. Mm -hmm. And I always like to say, it's like, I forget that the first cue was this uh, church bell that goes like, it's like a, a 10 second church bell, but the first five seconds was dead air. So I forgot about the dead air. And I just hit the next cue. And it all is like, all you just hear is like the church bell. And then the first, like cue of the song, this goes straight into the thing because uh, the, the the BMCC production of Measure for Measure was also a musical, so that, mm -hmm. that's sort of a, an interesting case of doing both Shakespeare but also a musical too. It's like it's uh, not only from a technical standpoint but from an acting standpoint too. That's like not only you got to remember how to do like anyway. That's a, a whole different discussion, but yeah. You really want to be into entertainment, especially if you want to be an actor or actress or even someone, even, in, you know, on that standpoint, work in not only background, but also work in the technical standpoint of being. Yes, that too. So, you know, like I was saying before, if I hadn't gone through the notion of working background or. Or not background, uh, like a uh, technical standpoint of being like stage and all that stuff. I probably would mm -hmm. not have been a better actor than it was like say six years ago. Because six years ago, I was just like still on trying to figure out what my acting uh, prowess is and stuff like that too. Where it's just like now, thanks to not only the professors I had over the years, but I feel like thanks to the fact that I was part of the technical side has mm -hmm. left not only rep, uh, uh, respect the notion of what my acting is now because you know it's like i have to imagine what it is being also behind the scenes too because you know would 
the people behind the scenes hear me rather than having the audience hear me, you know, because what happens if I yes. say Because what happens if I say my line and all of a sudden, you know, I'm supposed to have this prop and the props uh, people did not hear my cue because I didn't speak as loud as I could because, you know, my voice, because I'm only focusing on the audience rather than, hey. Yes, yeah. <laughs> You got to enunciate. Everybody has to hear you. You have to speak for the, the back of the audience. Also paint for the back of the audience. <laughs> so not only is theater a, um, not only theater is a whole work for everyone else, but it is just a whole work to, as an actor too. Because mm -hmm. you got to make sure that not only does the people in front of you hear you, make sure the people behind you hear you. And you just got to remember to make sure the people behind you hear you quite well, rather than just being like, enunciating in front of you rather than behind you. So yeah, uh, mm -hmm. it, long story short, if you do want to be an actor, please, you know, go into the behind the scenes and actually make sure to, you know, that store thing too. Yes, definitely. The uh, light board was one of my favorite things to work with, by the way. Yeah, I, I can imagine, uh, I, I know friends who actually worked in lights who were just like, geniuses in terms of what they could do with lighting because mm -hmm. i still know them and they're, then, they're amazing and and then i'd be like looking at the light board i'm like do you really want me to be a light board operator because i have no damn sense of like nope nope, nope, nope. just just give me a couple of tools and i'll help you or just don't trust me with the light board just because i you know i i, I worry about like the same thing with uh being a sound designer, I mean, a sound engineer, where it was like- Oh no, very quite similar. And that's why I'm not, that's why I don't do it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't want to mess up. And all of a sudden it's like, okay, hit, uh, hit like Q86. I'm like, okay, one degree. It's like, because, you know, when you see a light board, uh, uh, when you see a light board, it's literally like hundreds of buttons and you just don't want to be like, mess and up. And knobs and everything. And I remember having uh, one of my uh, professors uh, a couple of years ago talking about the light bar operator at Brooklyn Collins because, you know, they were talking because she was talking about because when the light board, because I, I forget who it was, but I think the light board operating professor was actually part of like the Broadway thing, uh, like the Broadway scene. And he might have been mm -hmm. uh, either working for King Kong or Moulin Rouge or one of those two plays because they mentioned, because they were mentioning- Either one is amazing. Yeah, and they were mentioning, the, no, it was Moulin Rouge because they were mentioning how many lights there were on Moulin Rouge, like literally mm -hmm. almost like half of like 500 to maybe 1000 lights on the stage by itself. And you're just like, and my professor was actually talking about. I can see that on the on the sign alone. That's better. <laughs> yeah, and my professor was, professor was actually taking. Well, what you're looking at is one of the light rigs that were be on Moron Rouge right now, but also just being like, and I remember it's like really, and she goes, yeah, it was like, and we were all fiddling around the thing, and then, and I'm just like, as and these were like legitimate like Broadway lights because the moment that light hit you, you're just like. Yeah. It's like that strong, it's like that strong of a light. So I respect the people who do not only sound but also lights in general because the people who do lights in general, if they know you're an asshole, uh, you may not get the uh, proper lighting you could be, you know, 
And, you know, it's like, if you sitting down and all of a sudden it's like, why is Brian? Not too. And the stage manager is your friend. <laughs> yeah. It's like, why is Brian not uh, uh, properly shown above himself? It's like, why is it not like, there's like a light only on his like bottom marriage. It's like, so mm-hmm. if, and this is like another rule of being in behind the scenes too. If you do want to become an actor or at least want to become something like that, uh, one, learn to trade craft, you know, be friends with everybody, especially the stage manager. And two, just take the job. But, you know, it's like, I mean, not take the job and love it, but just take the job role and just have fun with it. You know, it's like, you know, it, it might be a uh, thing with, oh, it's like, you might, like what you just said before, you were doing like the, you were doing the curtains, you know. You know, mm-hmm. my rails, yeah. <laughs> yeah, people who do the curtains, like, it is a physically demanding job because you really have to do this, like, Yes. And it's like when you're doing that, like maybe a few times a night, you know, your arms will get tired. But if you have people who are helping you, you know, it's like that like tired notion would just go away. So, yeah. Uh, no, it was it was just me. I didn't we didn't have assistance and it was a long line. And it was it's a lot. It's a lot of technical crap in that. <laughs> but you have to reweigh things. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's cool, though. And it was fun. And again, uh, speaking back from a couple of years ago with Lesson Blue, I remember there was a time where the 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 front the front of the, like the front uh, thing closed, right? But there was another thing that wasn't like uh, closing, so it was like the uh, the top portion. I forgot what was it called, the top curtain, and top curtain didn't come down. So mm-hmm. what was like at the end of the show. They had to sh- uh, bring down the, or well, not during the end of the show. They had to bring down Charlie towards uh, intermission, where it's like, okay, we got to bring this down really quickly, work on it, and then by the time emission was over, you know, intermission was over, the the top portion of the curtain actually was starting to close more better. So yeah, it's working behind the scenes. Not only do you learn more adaptability faster, but also uh, making sure you're very quick on the toes. Uh, mm-hmm. Enough about behind the scenes, because I can talk about behind the scenes a lot, but this is more like a, this is a performance. Well, again, behind the scenes is literally a performing art by yourself. I, you know, it's, uh, I want to talk about you. and It's how, helping the process for sure. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk about you and how did you get into performing arts, but you mentioned uh, Rattlers or is it yeah, Rattlers or some, uh, the, the show choir. Uh, Oh, Pipers, yes. yes. Yeah, Piper. I, I thought it was Rattlers. I might think it's Rattlers. Uh, Pipers. Uh, what was it like performing in a uh, performance, uh, performing choir? Like, because you mentioned you were, you performed at uh, uh, Disney World and other places like that. Uh, whenever I- mm-hmm. You performed around the community. We were, we were cool. Um, and you mentioned- that, it, Well, I love them, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned that you were performing uh, like other competitions too. It's like, whenever I think of choir work or something like that, I just- Especially if it's like in a high school, I'm just imagining. Please don't tell me there's like Glee and it's like it's like it's this is this is. Yep, but we were they were there before Glee though. We <laughs> yeah. we were. I mean, Glee is just like us now. <laughs> yeah, and but yeah, it's like was uh, was it like in hindsight was it like the same thing where it's like you're performing on stage where it's like we have the same uh, thing, especially. Uh, because I'm not really a trained singer, but I have that notion mm-hmm. of you know what it is being like on stage and stuff like that. And 
Well, I mean, it was definitely the um, the groundwork. I don't, I loved it. It was a great experience, um, especially being in show choir, doing the um, the theater at my high school, doing Gertek, which is behind the scenes. Um, I was doing a lot. <laughs> I was also doing um, technical education and management at a, a BOCES program during high school as well. So I was doing a lot of things. Also the swim team and then tried out for track and then didn't do any of those. So I, I went to show choir, but um, yeah, performing in that, it was, it was great. I'm still actually very close friends with uh, most of my show choir members. So um, it was, it was, it was cool. It was cool. We built a family. Of course there was the dramas and whatnot, but um, learning the songs, <laughs> learning the dances, it was, it was, it was fun. I still know some of the dances too, which is, <laughs> which is uh crazy but um i'll see if i learn if i uh, remember some more later <laughs> no that's perfectly fine that's perfectly fine i feel like if it isn't a, a show choir or a show dance or something dances relating to performing on so there isn't no drummer without that because i feel like even if well, no, there's always drama yeah <laughs> because I, I we feel like come, because we have to know each other and become this family in such a short condensed time sometimes and then just a lot has to be unveiled in order for us to get that that performing aspect out of us. Because in order to perform, you have to be free. And yeah. if you're not free and in that moment and in your character, and you're allowing some outside force to affect that character, then, then what are you doing? You can't yeah, do it, that. It, be in that moment, be in that scene. Yeah, it definitely. So it's just, just best to get all that off your chest. <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely the same thing with the, uh, when you're in a cast too, is where it's just like, uh, you know, uh, I remember in the Dates and Nuts uh, thing, I remember there was a little drama by itself of when the actors who remained nameless, and I think you both know who we were talking about, and I don't remember what his reason was or why he was a thing, but, and it's the same thing, where it's just like, when there is a performing a performer who is like trying like the same thing as like when there was a performer who was not trying like who was unsure about the role that they had who they dealt with mm -hmm. and as a cast especially as an ensemble cast i think it's everyone's duty to essentially help them out because you know like you just said before yes even even when there is drama behind the scenes everyone else needs to actually pitch in and actually make sure to to make sure to actually help this person out but yeah and just get the characters out in general because um actually um how i got uh patrick which was the um the drag queen that was that was his name or her name patrick um uh her drag name was mary <laughs> um, so i got i got her um through kari you know kari nor thompson oh yes yeah. so who doesn't know kari? yes he was he was the he was the producer uh he's currently um in china in china <laughs> <laughs> Not only uh, because last time, last time I just checked, uh, Kari was uh, went off to China to become a a teacher to teach and as he did, and then I think he's still in China and now training under like Spartan Games. I'm like, oh my god, okay, Kari. <laughs> Listen, he out here trying to make his money. I'm not. I'm not even complaining. I, I'm, I'm not even complaining too. Say. I mean, more power to him. <laughs> but damn, I'm like, uh, like. I might actually actually see Kari before you know twenty because before it's like twenty thirty or something because because last we'll see he might stay over there but he said he did want to visit but um we saw yeah speak. but yeah uh, back to uh, yes but he is the he is the one who um who brought Patrick out of me who got that 
that uh that performance yeah. he helped me get there he saw that and if um if the so-and-so who shall not be named asked for the the support and or the help we could have gotten there too instead of replacing them <laughs> yeah, <laughs> even though the replacement did a very very good job oh my god very the replacement who, who who replaced the who replaced the actor amazing um, amazing performer very good job and thank you for always being someone who is always like not only in that like especially since that person had like essentially maybe two or three days or maybe even a couple of days worth of just like rehearsal time and Oh my goodness, yes. He, had, he was like dropped in there. He was like, hey, can, can you do this? Learn the lines very quickly. We, I think we had one rehearsal together. One rehearsal. Yep. And I think that was part of the one of the rehearsals I was actually part of because uh, the, the, the nameless actor who just like, just dropped because I remember, because I, I remember that rehearsal thing where it's like, uh, this was also coming toward the bad time for me because, you know, uh, this is, I'm actually coming up to uh, five years since my, you know, my grandma's is passing or by the time this is probably, oh, really, sorry. probably been like five years already. But mm -hmm. that production was actually a great way to keep my mind off of what was happening. And like, oh, yes, always. Mm -hmm. and, and like you said before, uh, there has to be drama behind the scenes because the wild drama behind the scenes, nothing is really not working, you know, especially if I was, you know, mm -hmm. broken, and especially when I was working at Broken College, there was always some drama behind the scenes, you know. Mm -hmm. And trust me, my, my, trust me, my blood was boiling, okay? You know me, I had some things to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, but because you know him, him, him dropping out kind of, it messed me up because you're my scene partner as well. So. Yeah losing all that chemistry and then having to regain it as well with the replacement. But the, uh, yes, the replacement came in, swooped in, did, did his thing. Yeah. The replacement but, is a, uh, uh, I want, I, I want to say a goat in terms of just being uh, an actor in general, but yeah, mm -hmm. the, the, the nameless actor is like, I, I remember being in there like, like one of the days where it's just like, Oh, he's, you know, he's there today or it's like, Oh, he's going to be like that. And, and then I think the next rehearsal I was there, which was the rehearsal where he just like up and left. And, mm -hmm. and I think that was actually the um, that was the same day I was getting tested for my makeup. Yeah. And so I was in like full glam over here, not in full glam, half glam at that point. <laughs> yeah, I really live it in the chair. Yeah, I just remember you, Jessica, uh, William, and a couple others just like sitting around talking to the thing, and I'm just like sitting around just talking with you and. And I was like, oh, yeah, by the way, um, so-and-so just quit. And they were like, oh, okay. Uh, and then, and, and of course, you know, like, I'm just getting flashbacks to what happened with me because, you know, the previous semester when, uh, when I was playing a Martian for like, uh, men from, uh, you know, like, not men from Mars, uh, uh, I was playing a Martian and one of the cast members just happened to drop out. And the person who dropped out, she just wasn't comfortable kissing on stage and stuff like that too, or at least that was mm -hmm. the, the official reason. And the person who, you know, the replacement who came in, who we both know, is like the same person that who came in and swooped in and helped you with that same thing. Where it's just like, ah, got you. Yeah. So it's like, I, I don't know what it is about BMCC, but there is like a a mole at BMCC where it's like there are great talents behind the scenes but also the great talents on stage 
Mm-hmm. Speaking of BMCC, I was like, I forgot to mention how how did you get to BMCC? Because I know you mentioned that Kari helps you with the role of Patrick. Mm-hmm. Harry, uh, how did you get to BMCC? Uh, were you- I mean, so did um, so did uh, Christian Cordova as well, yeah, who was Christian. um the <laughs> the director. <laughs> Yeah, Dover. That was, um, with JB. Yeah, Dover was um, the one who came in and trooped in and ha- helped me with uh, being my scene partner. Oh, her, she's dropped just incredible, incredible yeah. actress. Um, <laughs> but yes, both of them, both of them got got that Patrick out of me because I was they wanted something over the top, and I was I I have never uh, gotten the permission. Well, I never give, give gave myself permission to be that over the top in in the wigs, in the hair, in the in the dress, in the heels. Um, well, at least on stage. Um, and they just, they gave me that permission. They was like, go, go. If, if you think you're going far, go even fucking further, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I think I remember Kari giving me the same thing, especially as a, a Martian, where it's like, Brian, just like, just go, just be yourself, but also be yourself as this character or something like that. Just really go far with this. Yes. Thing. I think the moment... Mm-hmm. And the problem is, especially when you're an actor, when you're in rehearsal, the same thing with like rehearsal closing, you don't have that like rehe- like the notion of like, what can I do with this character when I'm not in character yet? Because you don't have like the, you don't, mm-hmm. have, you don't have the shoes on, you don't have the pants on, you know, uh, you don't have like new, you know, stage glasses, that sort of thing too. It's like, you don't have anything that doesn't, fit well for you to, with the character and to to counter that i would just say get a prop of yours like something you get in your own house and imagine having like imagine you know something like a book like like a book and imagine like mm-hmm. carrying around that book and imagine you as the character would be like you know maybe this is something that you know maybe this is something that my character would be reading or something like that. So probably, right, like this is their character's build, building um, yeah. something that is familiar to that character for yourself so, as well. No, so, yeah, yeah, though, definitely. That's why uh, wardrobe yeah. is so important. Yeah, because ro- wardrobe is always that last thing because you don't see what they're making for you until the week of uh, not pre- uh, of uh, last week of rehearsals. Whereas because they because especially because one. Wardrobe is always like the, they have to take the last minute because one, they have to get everyone's management, especially if it's a if it's like a, a big cash. Like oh they, well, I guess no. It it depends on which uh who you're working for because usually wardrobe is always the first thing I go to. <laughs> oh, well, it's probably because uh, I think it's probably because at BMCC and at uh, Brooklyn College it took them a while because it, it depends on the amount of rehearsals, but also it I didn't really take. Well, also, we had um. For dates and nuts and um and caddy issues, we had a uh, Kwamisha Moreno. She was yeah. our wardrobe, so uh, she wasn't um costume for the school, I guess. You know, she was doing it from her own cell, from her own closet. Yeah. So everything came from her. So she had given us like an idea of what we would look like, and then we uh, we also had pre permission to like uh put in our own ideas. So like yeah. the, the two wigs were from me. I got those. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> those are everything, and the and the heels are mine too. Uh, now, in terms of the character, did, did you actually, because it was like, it's weird remembering the character from my perspective, because it looked like you were like, 
starting to get used to wearing uh, to being a character and then once you were on stage in the full-on get, get up it was like it was like you would like literally unleashed because you were like you you were like literally mm -hmm. unleashed. and that's what that's i told you that's why wardrobe is so important as soon as i put it on as soon as um who did my makeup anthony who is a radical palm on instagram um did my makeup i was in it i was in it i was in the whole fantasy as they as they call it <laughs> so from that moment from that chair i am now, Patrick, you cannot talk to me. Because <laughs> I remember uh, the the idea was that because uh, of course I remember it's like the way they uh, unveil your character on stage. It's like I'm trying to remember it correctly because it's like you're talking to William who was playing another character, like another like nameless extra, and mm -hmm. and then as William is going by, you know. The two characters on the stoop are like making fun of you and then when you turn around you just like you just like do the switch where it's like you just do yep, like, that first line and then you just like what <laughs> like you just did the whole switch i'm like like that like, because okay so i came in william great william i love him actually his birthday is in um in a couple of days i think it's actually today i think his birthday is actually today um but um he came in he was on my arm i think he was shirtless for <laughs> damn near shirtless he came into my arm you were walking in from um from stage left <laughs> they were sitting on the stoop danielle and um ah i just forgot her name no well her, her instagram name is bonita at bottom but um <laughs> clarita um but yes um they were sitting on the stoop and i was walking in and they were they were talking about me blah blah blah, blah. um and then he starts to go away and yes that that first switch mind you we rehearsed this i think countless times this this was the thing that got me and i had to get to that uh that high voice because you know the the voice that i did yeah very high very high pitch bitch <laughs> <laughs> are you talking to me <laughs> which always killed the room because it was because it's like that because you're not expecting that type of voice from well i mean you're kind of like expecting that type of voice but it's the way you present yourself as mm -hmm. Mary, where it's just like, bitch. And I, I, cause I can't even do bitch in, in terms of that because one, I gotta really stretch out my voice. And two, it's like, you, like, as I, like, as we were just mentioning before, it's like, once you get into that wardrobe and all that stuff, it's like, you just start really feeling the character. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it's so. Uh, juices started flowing. The, the actor juices started flowing. Now, uh, was it comfortable playing a character like this at this time or was it just like something like well uh was it just like in the notion of this is actually new especially as a character i mean as as an actor because i never actually played a character like, like something before. i've um like something i've never done before no but um yeah i mean i was i was very comfortable with it. i was actually very excited to do it because i was so so everyone else had to audition i did not have to audition because I was, <laughs> I was, I was chosen for this character. Like I had no choice. That was that was it. So um, we did do a table read, and so that kind of um, solidified it. But um, <laughs> but Kari and and um, and Cordova, they really, they they saw the character in me. They knew I would be I would do very well, and so I guess they they kind of groomed me. <laughs> yeah, and it worked out. It worked out amazingly. Uh, but yeah, uh, switching out 
to acting now because I know I mentioned that you were a actor. Well, well, right before we end the acting profession, uh, I know you were acting like post BMCC or something like that because I remember I remember you like, mm -hmm. you know, like putting up stuff like that, especially within the past few years, especially, well, especially around like, um, probably where around where you live or something like that. And, uh, oh yes, I'm in a, um, so my mother's church, Greater Centennial, they yeah. have a drama ministry. Um, and I am a member of that drama ministry. So, uh, we write our own skits. I write skits for us to perform sometimes. Um, our, we have a director who is Janine, uh, Janine Johnson, our president, um, Sanja Smash, um, Sanja Smash, sorry. Um, actually, and also um, one of our members or Sanja's uh, daughter, her name is Ayana. She was in the traveling uh, performance of Rent. Oh, really? And she did absolutely amazing. Her voice is incredible. Also, she has a, um, a single out right now called Queen. So that's, that's cute, but I'm, I'm a part of that. And um, we perform for the church. We perform for other people sometimes. Um, usually it's for our church events uh, that we have. To oh, it, it, it definitely needs uh, to be <laughs> church friendly. So it's, <laughs> it's I mean, it depending on, I mean, yes, but sorry. Yes, but um, it has to, we like to do some things that are real, um, that, that tell a story that definitely convey a message. Um, we do things on Black history. We do things on um, topics like Colin Kaepernick. I wrote a, a script of that um, that actually happened to me. That's what I based it off of because I was in high school and a one of my teachers wanted me to stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. And I'm like, I don't have to stand. I just have to sit here and um, be quiet. Because I'm like, I don't want to stand. First of all, it was first period in the day. Like, come on, making me stand. And it was on the third floor. You're going to make me stand on the third floor after I got up at 6.30 <laughs> just to be here <laughs> on time. No, man. Look, I, um, look, I know my place. It's it's eight o'clock in the morning. I've already walked uh, walked up three flights of stairs. I could sit and sit down for at least a couple of minutes before I got to stand up again. Mm -hmm. yeah. But um, it did say in our, because I read, because knowing me, I'm, I'm a smart, smart Alec person I am. It did say in our handbook that if someone does not want to stand for the Pledge of Allegiance, they can sit quietly and obviously not disturbed. Also, I'm a Buddhist and I'm like, eh, also black. And I'm like, all oh, this, this Pledge of Allegiances to a country that didn't fight for me is a lot. <laughs> and at that age, I was like, yeah, no. And Obama was in office. I'm like, yeah, y'all can, <laughs> y'all cannot. But um, yes, I use that as the premise um, for our Black History Colin Kaepernick type situation. Um, and it, that performance went pretty, pretty well as well. I mean, pretty well as as well. <laughs> but um, yes, yeah, so part of that, I did my own little things. I know I have a group on called ASP that has been inactive for, for quite a bit just because of COVID and also just time. Just timing. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yes. yeah, I remember I was supposed to go to the first thing, but because of timing and stuff like that too, it was like, I couldn't make the time. I was like, uh, mm -hmm. One, it's like the same thing with trying to find a uh, theater space. One, you gotta find a space, and two, you gotta have time and placement too. It's like, you know, it's like. Yep, and mine was supposed to be outside. And as soon as um, I started doing it outside was like, yeah, no weather change. I'm like, well, I have to find a space, like as, as you said, not find a space, not find all that. And um, it just became too like overwhelming at some points, but it's still there. It still has a Facebook page. I still post to it sometime. <laughs> 
it's living. <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. But uh, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, in, in terms of uh, just do, uh, of well, just performing in general, uh, especially before you know pre-COVID, uh, did you find any like? Was it like? And this will also go into uh, poetry too, where it's like uh, performing. Mm-hmm. You try to do performance pieces, especially for like poetry, or you were acting somewhere. Was it like harder to do because you know it is New York City? It's like it's like it's New York City. It's like where can I go and you know um, mm-hmm. do the. You know, well, I used to go to pre-COVID. I used to go to um, poetry every Tuesday in brooklyn i forgot the red um pipe tea ca- um cafe the red pipe cafe i think that's what it's called <laughs> <laughs> but um my friend kevin invited me and that's where i know most of my my poetry friends i bought um katrina there as well i think you know katrina brown yeah um yeah i bought her as her as well um and yeah it was just an open mic we we would go every tuesday night we would read our poetry poetry we would hear other each other's poetry it was it was a vibe it was everything um and then you know COVID happened then I moved so I'm like can't go yeah. anymore but yeah. um <laughs> uh but I, I, I actually I, mm-hmm. no I, I guess now that I could actually ask you now it's like since I just essentially foregoed any questions I well I'll probably ask questions about acting too but uh since I uh, but with uh co- but with uh, poetry how did you get into poetry Poetry was my um was my outlet again in high school. So actually, not even in high school. This was in I want to say uh, seventh grade. It was it was more of an oh, outlet wow. um, for I did I did drawings too, but I don't, I don't draw anymore. I don't have the skill like I used to. But um, <laughs> um it was more of an outlet than anything because um I was bullied. I was all of this extra nonsense. I was going through um childhood. So uh, it was a great outlet for that. And then it just transferred over into high school where it became um, more of something I would like to share with others because I saw other people going through very similar things that I was going through. Yeah. So I felt like, hey, uh, I'm right here with you. <laughs> um, hear <laughs> this and maybe it'll make you feel better or um, give you an idea to maybe write down your own poetry or uh, write down something in general because um it's just it's just everybody's day is different which is in my poem difference and it's acknowledging that you know and just try to spread that love and to make sure that um everybody feels that you know because shit is hard yeah it is hard and uh, just knowing somebody else is right there with you is is the better is your better it makes a difference because uh I, I remember talking to jessica about this and i can't remember what their placement was in terms of poetry but i remember them saying that that the poetry was like something like it wasn't a line of work of theirs but it was like a, a line of work that they were trying to do like currently where it's just like mm-hmm. if they had a poem figure you know figure out the beat of the poem and turn it's like the same thing with Sean Ring. uh when you have like a poem that you want to do because i you know i would hear poems from you you know, uh, when people still use Snapchat and people still use Snapchat, I would hear poems. Mm-hmm. I, I would hear like experts of your, po- yeah, experts of your poems. I'm just like, how does Brandon find the time to do all this uh, poetry? Because, <laughs> like, because one, it, it sounds like you're you're not only singing, because technically speaking, poetry is like a song. But I mean, mm-hmm. 
and you know, Tucker's well, definitely like a rap for sure. Yeah. Uh, but how do you find time to do all this poetry? Because I, I remember actually sending you my poetry, like, or at least some form of poetry, and goes, well, mm-hmm. you could get better, that sort of thing too. Because if I, I feel like if I, if you do want to become a poetry, you know, see what other poets think and see if this is still good. Because yes, because it's, it's like as I was just saying before, it's like poetry is like this like d- different other performing art where it's just like you know it is sort of like music but you still have to find the beat. it's a it's a whole it's a whole nother um whole nother feeling like i always yeah. tell my um as people always think that th- this brandon right here right now the goofy funny thing over here is yeah. also the same brandon um reading the poetry I'm like nah they're two different people <laughs> no no no, no. <laughs> You get a you get a whole different vibe. You get a whole different voice. My voice becomes deeper. I get more emotional, more in tune with my poetry because it is written from from emotion. It's written from a, a good place, a deep place. So I have a, a big connection to it. Yeah. Um. So I get more serious, quote unquote. Even in my even even in my funny poems, I'm still a little little serious. Serious. But you get the you get the note. <laughs> yeah. But how do you actually do find the time to do all these poetries like do you just like is it like the same thing oh you- it's, it's honestly it's um I've, I've gotten to the point where i don't write as much as i used to i used to write almost every day which was again it comes come off emotion to make you um not make me feel better but just just get thoughts off my mind you know gotcha. or um maybe i will hear a song and i'll and it'll i'll hear a word and i'll start a rhyme with it and i just keep going at that point then and there take out my phone in my notes, write it down. Like in my notes, I have hundreds of unfinished um, poems or lines or um, finished ones that still need to be published or just, yeah, they're just there. Like just, I have, just, I have just the same, for the sake of doing it. I have the same thing, but it, it's more along the lines of story ideas for just writing in general. So it's like, oh, it's like, mm-hmm. it's like the same thing. It's what writers call log lines or just like story ideas or something like that, where it's just like, Oh, I I like this idea of a story. Just let me write that down. Just jot down. If I have mm-hmm. a thing, just like more write it down. It's, but yeah, poetry is, and I do feel like poetry is starting to become a lot more. Um, what's the term? Uh, it's like now poetry is sort of like coming as like a stepping stone within the past, like say, a couple of years because now it's like whenever people think of poetry, it's like oh, it'd be like. Oh, someone st- is standing in like some sort of dark room and like that's smoking all that stuff now. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like sitting with that now. silhouette, with people just snapping. <laughs> yeah, just like, hey, man. <laughs> but now people, but people now actually, poetry has a lot more convi- uh, conviction behind it because now people were. Who was it that just did the the White House thing? Uh, it was like some. It was uh. A girl who did the oh white- yes I yes I, I forgot her name but she is a gorgeous black queen whose poetry is outstanding and then she does the Super Bowl and I'm like mm-hmm. it's like now it's like now we have people- and it was a very proud moment for us poets I'm like yeah. look at this look at this <laughs> look take a look at this you know that's someone who knows that's someone who knows poetry I'm like okay I'm mm-hmm. like she and- knows the ins and outs of it and um it's it's very nice it's very nice uh but yeah when it came to poetry is like uh and you mentioned poetry was like an outlet to you it was like and and 
In terms of your outlets, uh, was it just something that just became like the first outlet you thought, or was it just something that just came out naturally? Oh no, poetry was um, not the first outlet. It was um, the first outlet that truly spoke to me um, gotcha. besides acting. Um, but then everything else, it just opened the door for everything else. So it became the acting, it became the modeling. Um, it became everything. <laughs> so just to be more adventurous as well. Uh, uh, have you, uh, okay, and, and speaking of modeling, because you just mentioned modeling, uh, mm -hmm. modeling, how did you get into that? Because uh, I feel like modeling has been a, because I have, I haven't anybody who done modeling on the show, at least not mm -hmm. too much. I mean, it, it, it is a little I mean, tough thing. I mean, um, I guess it is, I mean, it's tough to, I guess, to, to, to whoever, who, which model you're talking to. Um, yeah. Each of us have different standards, each of us, each of us have different goals, but um, I got into it through my friend, uh, through, I know, through church. Um, her name is Sharina Delgado. She is a fantastic model. You can also find her on Instagram, Facebook, all of that. Um, she's been on the cover of Vogue. She's been to Paris, um, runways. She's been New York Fashion Week, I don't know, countless times. She's a model management um, company as well called Straight Walk Runway, which I have also taken courses with her um, just to to um, to fine tune the things and get the, uh, the posing down as well. Because posing is also part of uh, modeling, which is why I, um, I'm now going into dancing more. <laughs> so it's just, they're all avenues that are connected to each other because um, then when you're when you're dancing and you combine the modeling aspect as well, you um you get those those fluid motions, those um those yeah. different curves, those different um all of that. And that's why also working out as as, as well. Um doing my weight resistance training, I'm more flexible now. So I can do those bends um straight down to my knees, um, put my head to my to my knees as well. So all of that is just combined. So um thanks to Serena Delgado, I got to walk in my first New York Fashion Week which yeah, was for um, Amanda Mel. Um, she has her, her fashion um, line, which is mostly made out of unconventional items like um, curtains or <laughs> um, her jewelry is made out of um, maybe like, like a wire hanger or something, you know? Oh, wow. um, I was wearing, I think it was like a, the plastic, the you know, the plastic wash curtains that are oh, in like okay. a, the car wash or whatever those things. Uh, I was for wearing that reason, as a skirt with some jeans. It was it was amazing. For some reason, I'm just reminded. I'm just being reminded of a shop class where it's like uh, when it's like the same thing with shop class where it's like if there's something that you can use, use it as a uh, uh, as a thing. So it's like again, mm -hmm. it's like people could wear, and that's the thing about fashion. It's like you could wear anything and still make it fashionable. Uh, yes. If, if um first of all that that's the one one a number one rule of modeling if you're if you're modeling your body you're also modeling what you're wearing if you can't model what you're wearing then what then how how are you model what's going on yeah but, I should be able to sell you anything <laughs> of course the 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 also the, uh, the the second rule of modeling is even if you think you can model it see if it's um uh, presentable because there are things where it's just like you know, coming out with the new raincoat and the raincoat just happens to be like very, it, it, the raincoat just happens to be uh, like something that looks like, you know, square or like square soldiers. And it's like, mm -hmm. 
a square hood or something like that. And it's not even a raincoat. It's more along the lines of like some sort of like blocky coat where it's just like the new, the new raincoat by Ralph Lauren. I'm like, this doesn't look like a raincoat or something like that. And it's like, I apologize to Ralph Lauren, even if you are making a raincoat like, like that. If you are, I'm I need that money. But two, uh, <laughs> no, I kid. Uh, but uh, yeah, it, it definitely feels like the same thing with uh, theater, where it's just like, if you have an idea for a costume or something like that, see if it works. And mm-hmm. I, I can, and the thing about fashion is that if you could wear it, I mean, if you, if you could design it, wear it, presented you know it's like i've seen mm-hmm. weirder things being presentable and then suddenly it's like it was like i've seen people wearing like uh not necessarily lingerie but like body suits of like uh nylon i'm just like like mm-hmm. well i mean amanda the, the thing i love about amanda is that she's completely out of the like out of the box like our first runway um was in a hardware store the oldest hardware store in manhattan that's where oh, our wow. first runway show was and we were on the news, we were everywhere. It was great. Um, and that was my first show. And to be and for that to be my first show was uh, first of all, a testament to Sharina Delgado. Um, and just just the the stepping stone for what I have now, the achievements yeah. I have now. Um, and also those connections. I still know all of those models from from that fashion show. And then most of them came back again for um, the next fashion week, which was in a an apartment building um yeah in 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 one of those <laughs> in the houses so we went from each room was a different color um the kitchen was the runway the um the dining room was the runway and then at some point uh my friend john zu who, who is also uh, a great model and um and um designer as well he walked on the table as the runway <laughs> as, the, as one of the last pieces to the show um <laughs> but i was saying um amanda is out of the box like that um to say that I think it was December of 2019 or 2020. No, December of 2020, I did a show for her or she invited me to do one um, where we were in a an art gallery that she had rented out. It was just a table and some food, um, all that she designed as well, and a carcass of a unicorn. It wasn't a real carcass, oh. but... but <laughs> well, I, I, I just heard carcass and then unicorn. I'm like, carcass, I'm like... And then you come like, oh, okay. Like, it was, <laughs> it was as big as the table. It was long. It was, it was made out of some, um, some stuffed animal and some glitter and all this extra stuff. It's um, there's pictures on my Instagram, but uh, and, and hers as well. But uh, <laughs> the food was coming out of it. It was real food. There was grapes. There was everything. So it was the premise of um, maybe like Greeks at a at a feast. We were all wearing her designs. We we were modeling the clothes and we were putting on the show. At some point after the modeling, we came out. We were all doing our thing. That's the um, the all yellow um, number I'm wearing on my Instagram, where I'm like on standing on a, a podium. Oh, okay. That 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 was that um that day or that photo shoot as well. And we had a food fight. That was a part <laughs> of the assignment. She said, "I want you to have a food fight. I want you to eat the food. I want you to smear it." She wanted the to get the um the in between moments, you know. Those are the best pictures. <laughs> those those unexpected, those crazy wild moments. So we had a food fight. We were throwing things. We were eating things. Um, some people were making out while they smeared stuff over here. It was it was completely crazy and chaotic. But the pictures were absolutely amazing, and the story was great. 
and it was it was also great working with them as well <laughs> it now, was fun. Uh, do you now this is again and now this relates both to both uh, covid hello covid and also mm -hmm. uh, the idea of fashion becoming a lot more covid restricted because i'm not sure how fashion is now because i'm not really a fashion person i don't follow most of them are doing online things um that's why TikTok has become so so nothing large as of right now um but i'm not i'm not about this 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 online nonsense first of all i feel so old saying that i'm only 25 <laughs> and i'm like i like in person that that's where that's where i shine this this device thing this editing my videos I'm like what's what is this? Can I not be in person? Can you not edit my videos for me while I'm on set? <laughs> no, but I no, but as a but from your experience as a fashion model, do you see people wearing like masks and stuff like that as a fashion accessory now going into the next like say several years? Where it's just like people will be like, oh, oh no, it definitely is. I have a it's my fashion accessory. My masks are red. My um, <laughs> I order them off of Amazon. I have red and I have black. They they match my uniform at work because I'm a lifeguard. So I wear all oh, red. Nice. I hate the blue ones. They they look like I'm I'm a nurse, and I'm like that. I don't want to look like a nurse. <laughs> so um, I have my red ones, which are cute. Um, and there's this old woman um who comes to my my pool. I think her name is Shirley. She wears them. Hers is beaded and um and has like a bunch of little um diamonds and pearls on it and it has a pearl up here and then it connects to her glasses oh, that's wow. her mask and it and it's so cute and she has her little walker she's, she's so cute i love it so and um actually amanda uh amanda mel uh, made a fashion thing with her mask as well but that that's for a project that we haven't released yet so i'll i'll say hush hush about <laughs> it may or may not be released by the time it, this thing but <laughs> but you know all little secret no, but, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I do feel like within the next couple of next several years, masks will be more like a not, but masks will be more along the lines of like a fashion accessory, especially going forward, because I, I feel like now there's probably got to be like uh, clothing that would be like, you know, coming soon, you know, uh, the uh, the jury, the jury, uh, the Armani mask, you know, it's like, and like, mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I think I think they already do those things, though. No, but because I see that I like, see them at Target, I see them at CVS. Not like a like a a regular mask to wear, but like a mask that's like more or less like a more or less something that you just wear that doesn't that that's like non-functional. It's like it's more like a prop than it is more like a uh, actual. Mm -hmm. Oh no, that yeah, no, they have those. Yeah. Oh, okay. They have those the Louis Vuitton ones, the the Coach ones. I've I've seen those things. On these celebrities not protecting themselves, they're, they're all so crazy. <laughs> and have yeah, you seen but... those little tiny masks that are that only covered right here? Yeah, I've, I've seen. I why, why, what is what is that doing? It's just no, I've actually seen, all the germs back up into your face. The best type of mask I've seen are the ones that actually look like they're wearing a mask on above their uh on, on the chin, but accidentally that's the, what the mask looks like because it'd be like. Mm -hmm. The actual the mask is basically a superposed uh, picture of the mat the mask on their chin, so it looks like they're not wearing the mask at all. But oh know, yes, I wanted one of those. <laughs> so in all honesty, they're just wearing a mask. It looks like they're not wearing a mask at all, and then they pull, pull it down. It's like yes, <laughs> it's, it's a great 
mess, not only to troll people, but also just like see how long people can actually realize, oh, you're just wearing a mask. And the mask is that like flesh covering and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Too. Like I would I would love that. I think uh, I actually looked it up before. <laughs> but back to what I was trying to say before with COVID, uh, have you been like what has been like the performing arts scene for you with COVID? Because I know a lot of people have been doing online stuff. You know, I've done a lot of online stuff. I have no problem doing online stuff like readings and stuff like that too. Because it helps me get. I mean, uh, I've done. I've been asked to do a, a couple readings. Um, I've recorded something for um, Black History Month. I think I, I uh, uploaded that to Instagram. It was in a, a blue sheer top or something. Um, and that was a paid gig. That was for um, a church, uh, St. Catherine's in uh, White Plains. They asked me to do that for their Black History Month celebration. Um, nice. Other than that, it's been, I've been modeling for um, Play Out New York City. Um, I just did a photo shoot for um, Laz on Instagram, L-A-Z, he's a photographer. Mm. Um, and that hasn't re- been released yet, but it will. And there's there's, a, there's little, little nice things about that as well. But um. I've been doing most of that uh, over the the digitals. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Again, it's it's not me, but um, I I do try to do most of my my poetry, my voiceover poetry, which I love. Um, I might start recording. I don't know. This new age might get me over the hump. Um, <laughs> um, I've kind of replaced it all with. Um, working on my house since I moved to Brewster. We live a block away from a lake, which I get to run around it. Um, and I have started my garden. So that's something yeah. I'm working on. Um, which, I, I, which I feel like is a great uh, outlet to do, especially uh, as an actor where it's just like, hey, you know, I have a great backyard. Uh, and mm-hmm. I had a great garden my, my grandfather had a great garden, you know, when I was growing up, so I was like always see his like plants and stuff like that. And we still have the the remain the the remains of that garden outside of our of our garden. I mean our raw backyard, but since our backyard is practically concrete, it's a little harder for us to mm. to uh to do that. But I'm pretty sure you have like probably- try um try raised garden beds. Those are those are great. Mm, okay, raised garden beds. So it's it's basically just in a container, but um you get to um, set it down, probably move around depending on how large it is. Yeah, and the other p- portion is that we need to be, uh, uh, it needs to be probably in the, in the sunlight a lot more better. So, and make sure it's yeah. some, that too. And our, I don't know, our backyard, you know, when the sunlight hits, it it's usually uh, depends where the location is. So we have to figure out the best, uh, the best position to do that gardening. Uh, Mm-hmm. But yeah, gardening is yes, it's it's definitely another um another creative outlet for sure. Because my garden in my garden is is it's kind of big, but <laughs> um <laughs> um I will I will definitely um be working on it for quite a while. Um, but knowing me, it'll get done pretty fast. Just because I hate I hate waiting. I'm very impatient. <laughs> um, I that that's the same thing. It's like I just hate waiting. Uh, yeah. So it'll 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 be very cute. It's gonna have some um some nice uh, swinging doors on it as well. Um, oh, nice. I, I, a lot I, I of a lot of vegetables, just, a lot of fruits. I, I honestly can't wait to see the final product. And like, you made all oh, the same. 
I, like I have to work on it after this as well. So, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, gardening is always never really, really done because you're just like, oh, I just tended to go. No, there's always something to do. Always something yeah. to do. And but it will be a it'll be a great relaxing point because I'll have a fire pit in there. I'll have a fountain. Um, I have a lot of I have some trees, some uh, banana tree, orange tree, lemon tree, peach tree. There's there's, there's a lot going on. <laughs> but um, it'll be fun. I think at that point, that's a good way to stop today's episode, uh, because I think if we kept on talking about it, this suddenly will become like a gardening podcast and no one wants to hear. Our, well, I'm pretty sure people, there are people who do gardening podcasts, but this is a point. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to, oh, yes, that's another creative outlet. But yeah, I got you. Yeah, it was like all, all of a sudden it's like this became a, a gardening podcast instead of a performing arts broadcast, Brian. Uh, the way to go to manage the show. <laughs> uh but that that's the thing about my guests and i uh, even when we're like uh distracting from each other from different discussions it all leads back to one thing which is the entertainment portion and, exactly and it's all creative you know and, and again you know garden gardening is a creative process because you know people who do gardening you know they could be gardening and then suddenly they you know if they are a creative spirit they might get a great uh that uh uh a possible not possibly that mm-hmm. i just but also that's that's where i'm going to be writing my poetry you know that's where i'm going to be reading my lines going over all these these creative juices and things it's gonna be my space you know so um if they all intertwine as i was saying you know they yeah. they all have a have a place uh, now oh no what happened oh where'd, where'd it go oh i was saying low battery i'm so sorry oh. okay uh so uh in, in that case uh oh, well connect to you right there we go okay <laughs> okay good uh i was about to wrap up today's show too but you know it's, it's perfect timing too but but uh it, it, uh i do have three questions that are fairly easy one mm-hmm. you uh social media i know you're a lot of social media you're, like you have like tons of i stuff. am and all of them where can are we find the, you the same <laughs> um twitter instagram facebook snapchat they're all the same brandon evp that's it. Which, which is a great uh, handle, uh, which has always been a great handle because, you know, because, you know, it's like, oh, it's like Brandon VP. I'm like, and it's like, okay. And people are like, are you a VP or something? Like, no, that's just, that's just my name. I'm a VP. Mm-hmm. That's me. So, and it so says that, it's um, all my name. So Brandon Eric Vaughn per year. That, that, yeah, that's which me. is, which is a, a, again, a great handle to have because, you know, it's, not only as and then nobody else has it as well. Haha. Yeah. That, that, uh, my second question is fairly easy too. Uh, you mentioned a couple of other things that that are in the works. Do you have anything that is in the works, and could you actually explain? Uh, could you actually sell us about what what is actually in the works? That like I have a couple of things, but I don't want to really say what it is yet. But. Mm-hmm. But it definitely feels like I could actually say something about that. Okay, well, um, I do have this, this actually a lot of modeling coming up, um, a lot of photo shoots. Um, I'll be at the beach most of the time uh, during the summer or just traveling. So there'll be a lot of lot of photos, um, a lot of companies I'm trying to work with. Um, some are lingerie, some are underwear, some are clothing lines. Um, in terms of acting, question mark don't know as of yet uh i might do some monologue videos 
Um, we shall see. Um, and currently just working on my garden and, and um, going to work. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, I think that at this point, even if you're an entertainer, entertainer in New York City, it's like everything is already at the point of fully reopening, but there's a lot of stuff that hasn't been fully reopened. And Broadway has yet and theater. Like they are, like as a right Well, now, I mean, um, like they are like um, pop up theaters. My friend, like what's his name? Yeah, no, there are pop up theaters. But um, my my friend Tomas on um, Instagram, he is a Broadway dancer and singer in the upcoming Broadway musical um, about Diane or Diana, uh, Princess Diana. Yeah, you know her. Yeah. yeah so um, they actually know just Diana. got. <laughs> my bad. Okay. So they just got permission to actually um, start production again. I think it's going to happen um, later on next month. So that that's yes. some very good news. Yeah. So and they're I one know, of the first. And I know uh, Hugh Jackman's uh, Music Man is coming soon. I guess maybe towards the end of the year. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, much as I as I love Hugh Jackman, it's just it's it's the Music Man. I'm like, how much times can the Music Man be so profitable? Right. But also, Hugh Jackman has a very good voice. Yes, but you know, I, I can't. I can't. A very good voice. I, I can't really blame uh, the the people behind the music man. They're like using Hugh Jackman. So I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. you queen, you you sold me. So, uh, uh, but he sold me in Phantom of the Opera. I was I was done. Phantom of the Opera? Oh. I didn't realize it just Phantom of the Opera. Maybe. Anyway, I believe so. Or was that? No, that was him. Anyway, uh, and the last one is fairly easy um, advice, especially those who are creative artists, performing artists, actors, actresses, writers, what have you. Uh, do you have any advice to those who are essentially trying their best to do uh, their work right now, but hasn't really mm-hmm. the spark, especially going forward, where it's just like the past few years? Hasn't found the spark. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> especially for the past well, few I, years, I've been. Especially since the past few years have been like very, very dreary, but now it's sort of like there is that light at the end of the tunnel now where it's just like people are finding their hope again. Mm-hmm. No, because I, I feel that because I, I was absolutely right there. Um, so were most of my, my actor and um, performing arts friends. They, 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 as soon as this pandemic started, we were like, eh, like what's, <laughs> what's going on? So we weren't uh, performing. We weren't in the groove for uh, quite a while. Um, for me, it was um exercising that got me out of my little little rut um out of my head and just back into the juices just waking my body up um but um I say to find the spark to I always write every day um one of my teachers um and friend um Alejandro um always told me that if if because I'm we're we're all poets we were we're writing buddies as well um if you're a writer, you write every day. Just even if you don't want to write, write write something. You have no idea what to write. Write um about something that's right in front of you, you know. And um, soon you'll you'll get that that little spark and that little idea of like, oh my goodness, and this rhymes, and you might go over um, and that might lead you into something else, you know. Um, I just say do your craft. Um, if you like it, jump right back into it, you know. Re- uh, start recording one, see if that might lead you to two. It's okay to stop. It's okay to take a break. <laughs> you know, um, it's okay to move on to something else and then come back to it. Um, but if you really want to continue your craft and continue um, what fuels you, keep it going. 
keep it going yourself because you're the only person that can do that. And on that note, uh, I think it's a great notion to stop today's work. Well, not stop today's work. I mean, yeah, but stop today's episode. There we go. I, I, mm-hmm. I thought today's work is like I was actually cooking. <sighs> Hello. No, no. <laughs> I just started doing the whole thing from the top again. Uh, I think that that is a great notion to end today's episode and to just if you're a writer, write. If you are an actor, just perform a monologue and keep performing the monologue. It's definitely something that keeps you going. And, mm-hmm. and in order to do that. And also I watch shows as well, you know, because um, even watching a show is a teachable moment. You know, yeah. you um, you can see that the actor's choice of what they did here, what they did there, you know. Uh, especially, especially going forward, where it's just like now, it's like, even though we're kind of like in that pandemic era of TV shows or something like that, you can still watch a great TV show now and just go, wow, uh, you know, that actress actually did a great choice to do, especially with the circumstances that they were given, especially not only on the on the set right now, but also just like on their own professional level, rather than just being like, eh, if I was in the, if I was in that, that that moment, I would probably do something similar, but not like that. But yeah, finally uh, mm-hmm. on uh, that was episode four. No, uh, yeah, episode four, performing the arts of season five. I hope you all enjoyed it, and please take care, wear a mask, and be well. Brandon, thank you for again for being on the show, and see you. <laughs>